Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Turn with me while you're standing to the book of Psalms, the 42nd chapter, verses 1 through 6, for a little while here this morning. I read about a preacher one time, had a Band-Aid on his face while, when he got up to preach, and he said, sorry about this Band-Aid. While I was shaving, I was thinking about the sermon and cut my chin. He heard a voice from the back that said, next time, think about your chin and cut your sermon. <laughs> so I didn't cut my chin, so I don't have to cut my sermon, do I? But let's have church a little while here this morning. As the heart panteth after the water brooks. Are you getting that picture already? As the heart panteth. After the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? When I remember these things, thank God for memory. I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. I want to draw a topic from this portion of scripture today and preach to you about your spiritual high water mark. Look at somebody and say, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to help him preach. (laughs) Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. This is, of course, I think a striking question that I'm about to give you. One, in other words, that should arrest your attention. Can you remember a time in your life when you were closer to God than you are now? 
a high point in your walk with God that is a peak, a crest, the top place, the zenith of your experience. The psalmist said, when I remember these things, when I look back to where I was and what I felt, then I have a mark, a high mark. I, uh, a high water mark, of course, is a mark indicating the highest level reached by a body of water, such as flood water staining. Put this uh, picture up if you can, this door and, and the brick wall. Is it up there? Yes. Yeah. See that? Can you see that mark? That was a high water mark of this particular Flood, this staining left by the highest level of water. Somebody used the term strand line, the debris left by high tide. Now you can talk about the high water mark of the Confederacy, the turning point of the Battle of Gettysburg, and the Confederate armies, it was the Confederate Army's best chance of achieving victory in the war. They were at their highest point. If you're thinking about investment funds, which I don't have much reason to, <laughs> but the high, the high water mark in investment funding is the highest peak in value that, that an investment fund account had reached to that point. And then, of course, they set standards by those things. And I just want to come to you today and tell you we have had some high water marks in our experiences with God. Oh, and I want to tell you one more time. If you've been there once, you can get there again. Oh, yeah. Let's preach a little while. What do you say? Oh, yeah. It would stain the trees and the posts and the hillsides. I, I, remember, I remember when I was pastoring several years ago now, I was called to a home that was burning of a lady that attended our church. This home was on fire, but out beside, out beside the house was a little pond, maybe a fishing pond of some sort. And, and out in the countryside, and some of you know a little bit about country out here, I suppose, but uh, out in the countryside, you don't have a fire plug and a fire hydrant on every corner, Right? And so what they would do is they would put that big hose in that, in that little pond and, and they would draw the water. They would pump the water out and spray the house or maybe fill the tank and then take it to the next house. But this happened to be right there close to, uh, to this pond. And so all they had to do was pump it out and spray the house. And I came by, I think, the next day and looked at it, and I could see where the water had been. I, I, I just want to believe God is in here today. I just, believe, I just want to believe that God is trying to remind somebody. I don't know who it is. I don't know this congregation well. But I do know one thing. If you've been around church a long time. and I've, I've seen them come and I've seen them go. I've seen them get high and I've seen them get low. But I want to tell you somebody in this place has reached a high water mark in your life. And you're not there right now. 
Oh, but I feel like we can get there one more time. I don't think we came to waste time here this morning. I believe God is in here to help somebody reach a place in God that they hadn't reached in a long time. Does anybody want to go there with me? Does anybody want to go there with me? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You remember the New Orleans Katrina? I looked at a picture this morning. I looked at a picture this morning, and it, had, it was about eight foot tall in a, in a uh, coffee shop. Uh, what was it? What's the coffee shop? Starbucks coffee shop. And they had evidently had cleaned the place, and the debris had marked the, 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 the top where it was. And, and they had put a band up there, and they put Katrina on that band. I'm not, I don't want to be reminded of Katrina, but I do want to be reminded of the time that I talked in tongues as the Spirit of God gave you. I want to remember a time when I felt God. Oh, uh, yeah, Humboldt County, California is where my, my daughter lives now. That old man came over and got her and took her all the way to California. He's a nice guy, actually. Actually, he's really a good guy. I'd rather my daughter be 2,400 miles away living with an apostolic Holy Ghost holiness preacher than sitting up under my wings over here married to some drug addict that won't work. Lord, I didn't know I was going to say that. But she lives out there in Humboldt County. Humboldt County is the drug infested capital capital i think of america but uh, out there is 101 highway some of you probably traveled it up north and south and in the avenue of the giants flows the so flows the south fork eel river and it had a record put that one up there the california pole i called it back there had a record high flood in 1955 then nine years later 1964 it reached it reached to almost 43 feet high water mark. Can you see that? Oh, that pole, and it reached so high that they thought that we better put a mark up here so we'll know how high it's been before. And in their situation, they could prepare perhaps for it. But I'm telling you, I want to prepare for a high water mark in the apostolic church like we've never had before. We've had a Pentecost, but I want to tell you there's another Pentecost coming. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all. Oh, I want to believe that Medora is, hadn't had the biggest revival you're going to have yet. I want to believe it's going to be a mark that we're going to set higher than we've ever set before. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise him a little while. Oh, yeah. Oh, it served as a reminder that the, that's, the water was that high one time. The scene of this psalmist, as he wrote, seems to have been on the other side of Jordan, near the shining heights of Hermon. The writer here was probably, I'm told, a Hebrew exile straining his eyes to catch a glimpse of the dear land of his fathers that was soon to pass from his sight. To him... To be separated from Jerusalem, or the church, if you will, was to be separated from God. And I just want to tell you that again. Don't get separated from the church. Don't get, because you get separated from the church, you're going to get separated from, the, from God. 
upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it the Bible said he added to the church daily such as should be oh I don't know why I'm preaching all this but I'm here to tell you if you're going to be saved you're going to be in the church you can't bypass the church you don't bypass a man of God in your life. Thank God for a man of God. Thank God for a church in Medora, Indiana that's lasted 108 years. Help me. Oh, yeah. A Hebrew exile probably trying to catch one more glimpse of the dear land of his fathers. He could remember a time when he stood in the courts with the multitudes. He heard the word read. He experienced the exuberant worship and praise as the sound vibrated his soul. Of course, his innermost being. And I'm asking you today, can you remember when? When you last spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Like John the Revelator said, he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Can you remember the last time when God came through for you? When I remember these things, he said, I pour out my soul in me, oh God. Oh, yeah, oh God, for somebody here today to pour out their soul for the Lord. I don't know what you, I'd I, I like to have revival here this morning. I'd like to see a renewing. Come on. I'd like to see a renewing of the Holy Ghost in every one of our lives. It would be all right with me if every one of us talked in tongues again as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Ah, pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy. How I used to go. I don't want to be a used to be saint, do you? How I used to go with a multitude leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. The NIV version said, part of festive throng. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The happiest time in our life ought to be on Sunday morning and Sunday night. What, Wednesday night? Is that the other service? Tuesday night. It ought to be the best time of our lives. It ought to be, oh my God. We didn't ask my mom and daddy, brother, brother Walls, was we going to church? If it was church night back then, we had Tuesday and Thursday and Sunday morning and Sunday night. And if we had an advances, it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right? Oh, and you didn't ask, was you going to church? It ought to be right now. Our boys and girls ought to get so excited because it's not going to be long till I get to hear some more singing. I'm, I'm going to get to feel the presence of God one more time. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He said, oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from the hill Mazar and of the Hermonites. Uh, it, uh, hill Mazar, a peak of Lebanon, Lebanon, seated. It was delectable mountains. Looking back from there is much to awaken not only one's penitence, but also praise. What are you saying? I am saying 
that our past experiences ought to bring us to the point that we, if we're not where we at least were then, that we repent. Oh, I'm, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel like I got, is, is, am I supposed to preach this on this side or that side over there? <laughs> am I walking the, the, down the right lane here? But, but, but if you're not where you used to, where you were once, it ought to bring about a penitence to you. A repenting and say, oh God. I used to feel it, but I don't feel it like I used to feel it. It ought to bring us a penitent heart. And if we're where we used to be and, and higher than where we once were, we ought to bring about a praise. Thank God I've come this far by faith. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've reached that point. I want to stay there and climb a little higher. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The noblest and most inspiring associations are those connected to God. My chief joy, the writer said, my chief joy is to serve God. That's what I look forward to more than anything. How many, how many remember? Have you ever went, gone, he, he's, he, he preached a while ago or said a while ago, read a while ago or something that you didn't go to amusement parks and all of those things back in those days, right? You know, you know I was thinking as you said that, thank God that our forefathers set such a high standard back then because they knew that in the end time, between them and the end time, perhaps they knew that times were going to progress and go on and it's going to get lighter and thinner. So they had to set a house. Thank God for that. Confess with me. Have you ever been to an amusement park? Go ahead. It's good for the soul. Don't leave me up here by myself. But I remember... I remember riding those uh, in Memphis. They had, they had, well, I forget what they called it now. It was rickety and radley. It was made out of wood. It was looked like it was about to fall apart. But it was a roller coaster up and down. Reminds me a lot of people church living for God. <laughs> and it was, there, some of them were shaky and radley too. That's in Bethlehem. That's over in Mississippi. That's surely not up here. But 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 you get on that roller coaster, and you know what? You could go way down, and then all of a sudden you'd be going up, and you get up, and it's it's just barely get to the top. And when you get to the top, it's way down, and you lose your stomach between here and there somewhere, right? And it's a thrill of it. My grandkids now. My grand, don't hold this against them. Maybe God will forgive them. But, but, but when they ride those rides, they, they say, look, no hands. Well, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, and it's a thrill. My Lord, I remember getting on those things and they go round and around. Y'all remember that? And then the one that goes round and round has got another one that's got six or eight more that's sticking out here on 
all these wings, and they're going around and around, and while they're going around, it's going around and around inside. They're going around and around. You remember that? Oh, and I thought, man, I've, I've watched them come off of there, and I've watched them just throw, just about to throw up their white and pale. I'm thinking, you sissy, you, you ain't. <laughs> Till the last time I rode one. Brother Walls, I knew what they were feeling like. But I'm telling you, it's nothing like the thrill of the high, fast speed. My Lord, I like to drive fast. My, I, wish, I just wish there wasn't no speed limit. But, but I, like, I, I, I like going fast. I like to doing things fast. And I, I like the thrill of it. But tell, let me tell you something. All that to say this. There's no thrill compared. No earthly advice there's, there's nothing any higher than feeling the unspeakable gift of the Holy Ghost. A day in thy presence is better than a thousand. Woo, what we're feeling right now is better than a thousand anything. Uh, yes, oh yes. You know, the, the psalmist just left it wide open. He said, they in thy presence is better, in thy courts is better than a thousand. A thousand what? A thousand days, a thousand years, a thousand shoot up with drugs, a thousand drinks of the alcohol. It's better than a thousand anything. Woo, come on now. Hallelujah. I just want to go a little higher today. I just want to reach another mark today. I just want to get a little closer to him today. Jacob must have had his high mark at high mark high water mark at Bethel when he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. Surely this is the house of God. Moses must have had his at the burning bush when he took his shoes off and said, This is holy ground. You know what I want to believe? I'm, I, I don't know, Brother, Brother Walls, me, I, maybe, you, maybe you can help me with this. But I just want to believe nowadays because we, we take the presence of God with us. When I'm going, I'm taking the Holy Ghost with me. I'm not leaving it back here at church. Well, I'll just lay down the Holy Ghost and whip you. No, you don't lay down the Holy Ghost and whip nobody. Lord, I done preached to somebody here today already. But I'm telling you, you take the Holy Ghost with you. Wherever you go, it's holy ground. Because you got the Holy God living inside you. Oh, yes. Took off his shoes. His whole, Daniel must have had his high water mark when the angel shut the lion's mouth. Come on, Paul must have had his high water mark when he was in the third heaven or paradise and said, I saw and heard things I could not explain to you. You wouldn't believe it. My God, I'm talking about a high water mark here today. The sanctuary, the presence of God is your highest peak. David said, my foot had well nigh slipped until I went to the sanctuary. Yes. Hallelujah. When all of my enemies around me were prospering and doing good, and I looked at myself struggling, come on, I just about slipped. But until I went to the sanctuary, whatever you do, when you get discouraged, don't stay out. 
when you get low and despondent when problems are coming health issues are coming financial issues are coming temptations are coming my God don't stay out of the sanctuary hallelujah you'll reach another high water mark if you come back hallelujah I've just about slipped until I went to the sanctuary hallelujah 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 that mark was left there for some reason I like that old song these ladies were singing they said they were singing old songs I'm thinking about them's new to me (laughs) I go back a lot farther than that oh look what the Lord has sister Scott can you finish that one look what the Lord has done he healed my body he touched my mind he saved me just in time oh I'm gonna praise his name each day he's just the same oh come on and praise him look what the Lord has done I'm saying if he did it one time, he can do it again. He can do it again. He can do it again. If he healed your body one time, he can heal it again. If you can talk in tongues one time, you can talk in tongues again. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The thirst for God is God's voice within your soul. To the rankest sinner, God reaches. He is the light that lighteth every man. Brother Walls, you've done a lot of missions work travel me and you travel some we've traveled together some that's right and you know what to the rankest sinner to the farthest person on the mission field he is the light that lighteth every man God didn't expect us to save the world without him first reaching in there and giving them some light Come on, opening up the heaven, them open up their hearts. I'm glad I don't have to reach the world by myself, but before I get there, God's already got there. Come on, I'm telling you, God's reaching for somebody here today. Come on, come on. You may not have served God in a long time, but you know deep down inside that God is calling you today to reach a place in God that you haven't reached thus far. It's time to reach on out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. The heathenism, heathenism bears worldwide witness to men's longing for something higher. Being the something higher than what they are. And, and, and it is to worship God. They seem to be unlimited means to bow down. They do unlimited means to bow to something. Come on, the, the longer the hair in our hippie day world, you remember that? In the hippie world back there, the, long, the deeper the search. The more drugs, the deeper the search. The more alcohol, the deeper the search. 
Why? Because God is calling them to a higher plane, to a higher mark than they've ever been before. And I got news for you. God's calling some saints. has been here a long time. He's calling for us to reach higher. Come on. Yesterday's experience is not good enough to keep us forever. One experience with God will not keep you indefinitely. You need to pray through again. I need to pray. Th- oh, God. You need to pray through again. I need to pray through again. Reach another mark. Reach another mark. Reach another mark. Reach another mark. I'm trying to get in the exit lane here right now. Okay. David's shoemate wrote, it's hard to believe, but at one point the water rose to this level. Picture with me. No one had seen anything like it. People on rooftops. Think about, think about uh, uh, New Orleans, Katrina. My daughter lives in Pearland, Texas. Next, next street or two over, they, their houses were flooding. She happened to escape it. But people were climbing in, 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 in New Orleans, getting on the rooftops, if you will. No one had seen anything like it. People on rooftops, number three, cows and, cows and coffins floating through the streets. Prisoners carrying invalids from their rooms. The barber, barkeeper consoling the preacher. A coon hound showed up a month later, 40 miles downstream, and all that mud it left behind. Oh, I'm telling you, you never forget times like those. They become a part of who you are, he said. You describe them to your grandchildren, but they think it's just another tale in which animals talk and people live forever. I know it's not the kind of thing you ought to say, but I wouldn't mind seeing another good flood before I die, he said. It's been dry for decades. Next time I think I'll just let go and drift downstream and see where I land up. But I tell you what, I took David Shoemake's remarks and I put Steve Wilson's remarks on him. Are y'all ready for this? It's easy to believe, but at one point, the water rose to this level. I can go with him with that one. Every good saint, here we go, every good saint that has had a high water mark experience. People on the top of the pews, some people running and leaping for joys, others slain in the spirit like floating through the air. Parents carrying children from the building, talking in tongues. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Come on. I'm telling you. Oh, and I could give you some illustrations, but for time's sake, the barkeeper conferring with his best customer. Did you hear what happened in Medora last night? A drunkard who showed up a month that uh, showed up that night got drunk on the new wine, that Holy Ghost kind. The aftermath of those floods of joy are still being talked about a month later. You'll never forget times like those. They become a part of who you are. You describe them to your grandchildren, but they think I'd like to have that kind of experience also. I know it's the kind of thing you ought to say, but I wouldn't mind seeing another flood like this before I die. Floods of joy or my soul like sea billows roll. Oh, it may have been dry for a decades but when it happens next time I think I'll just let go and drift upstream and see where I am and the spirit on the Lord's day it's time for somebody to reach out and say yes I'm reaching up higher 
Hallelujah. Give me that, give me that flash flood in Medora picture. Can you give me that? Flash flood, Medora. Let's, what year was that? Y'all remember that? Probably about uh, 1950s. Some of y'all don't go back that far. I can look and tell some of you do. Some of us do, maybe I should say. Isn't that right? Flash flood in 1950s round Medora, Indiana. Watch this. The next one, next one is the covered bridge. He told me a while ago it wasn't very far out here. What, a mile, half a mile? Such a matter. Is that it? Look at that covered bridge. Boy, isn't that something? 430, 462 feet long, seemed to me like the roof roof of that thing. Isn't that beautiful? Look at the waters under it. Give me the next, next slide, the, the flooded bridge. That's that railroad track. See how it looked like it raised it up out, off, off, of the, off of the level of it. I'm talking about Medora knows. Maybe not us because we don't go back to 1913. And I read in 1913 floods devastated towns, cities, and farms in Indiana as rivers overflowed their banks. Jackson County, is that where we are? Jackson County suffered during that flood. Also, as this view shows, the washed-out railroad bridge one mile east of Medora on the east fork of the, of the White River. Oh, and I look at those things, and I think, my God, they don't know. That's just, a, that's just an earthly flood. But I'm talking about your spiritual high water mark today. I'm not talking about an earthly flood. I read, it, I read it said, weather alerts, Medora, Indiana. The flood warning continues for the following rivers. The flood warning continues for the following rivers. I'm saying the flood warning continues for the following churches. Hallelujah. Come on now. If we're going to reach our loss, we're going to have to reach them more than just one at a time. I like to reach them one at a time, and we're doing that. But I want to believe God's got a revival waiting on Medora, Indiana. Come on. This is, a, this is a signature church. This is a great church. This is a leadership church. Hallelujah. It's been around a long time. The floods couldn't take it away. The floods of compromise didn't take it away. The floods of hardship didn't take it away. The floods of problems didn't take it away. My God is still alive and well, and I want to believe we're going to reach another high water mark. Stand with me. Stand with me. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 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 My soul thirsteth for thee, O God. As for me, the psalmist said, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. I'm not going to be satisfied where I am, but I'm going to be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. I want to draw a little closer to us, to him. I want to get a little higher. I want to be a better saint. I want to be a better preacher. I want to be a better soul winner. Anybody here want to be a better soul winner? You want to reach the lost? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you folks ever talked in tongues? Raise your hand. You ever talked in tongues? All over the house. All over the house. Look at this. You know what that means? If you did it once, you can do it again. 
Can I tell you about myself just a minute? That won't take long. But I, I feel like God's in this little bit of testimony. When I was six years old. How old are you, buddy? How old are you? How old is he? Seven. Come here. You close enough. Will you stand out here with me? Boy, ain't he good looking. Whoa, dude. Man, I wish I looked that good. Six years old, I got baptized in Jesus' name. Seven years old, I was at the altar on that side, right over there, praying. There was a, there was a, thank you. There was a, there was a 15-year-old boy, I think, on this side, praying for the Holy Ghost. And this boy over here got it, and I was praying, seven years old. I didn't have a whole lot of sins with the wall. I, you know, I, I didn't know what the depths of drugs and alcohol and lying and cheating and stealing and all that was about. So when I, when I was praying, apparently it looked like I got the Holy Ghost. And they told me, somebody told me I got the Holy Ghost. And I may have literally got it. Again, because I didn't have no, no big guilt all over me that, that released me whenever I began to speak in tongues. You got me? I really may have gotten it. But I tell you what, I wasn't satisfied with that. When I got into my teenage years, I'm thinking, did I really get it? I don't know why I'm telling you this, except somebody may need this here this morning. Did I really get what I needed? And you know what I did? I got to church, Myrtle, Mississippi, when Brother Raymond Bishop was preaching over there. I was probably just 13, 14 years old. They were, you know, you know, I was already supposed to have had the Holy Ghost for seven, eight, ten years. Good gracious, I didn't, you know, to get somebody to pray with me, be, be, be like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, so I just prayed by myself. I just said, God, I want the Holy Ghost. God, give me the Holy Ghost. Woo, let me tell you something else. You don't have to have somebody lay their hands on you every time. They did it in the Bible, and you can get it that way, and the promise is there, and I believe all that. But I'm telling you, I knew a boy at home, got the, he was at church the other night, got the Holy Ghost at home by his bedside, just a nine, nine or ten-year-old boy. Boy, I'm telling you, but I began to seek God, and I got me a high-water mark. I know when I got it. Huh? I know when I got it, and I'll tell you something else. Sister Faith. And you know what? I get it every now and then again. I want to set another mark. My grandson, I don't know how old he was when he said it, but he had gotten the Holy Ghost, you know. And then he goes back and prays, you know, have a good service at youth camp or Sunday night service. Comes back home and he tells his mama, he said, I got the Holy Ghost the 42nd time. I don't know how many times you got it, but I do know one thing. You proved that you could get it, you that's got it. And you that hadn't got it, I can prove that you can get it. If you'll repent of your sins and get baptized in Jesus' name, you shall. That's the Bible. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's real. It's real. It's real. It's real. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. 
We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.